wanna be a sheep, ba 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 ba. I wanna be a sheep, ba 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 ba. I want you to tell me what to eat, ba 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 ba. Tell me how to speak, ba 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 ba. I wanna be a sheep, ba 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 ba. I'm just trying to think of what happened in the dark forest <laughs> that inspired that as like the next line of the musical. Well, you know, I just gotta warm up my vocals. That's mm. really it. <laughs> You're kind of, right now in this hoodie that you're wearing, you're kind of giving me... That meme? No, what was her that name? That vine? I forget her character that name. That gif? Oh my god, the character from Game of Thrones. It's shame. Shame. Because you look like, very much like a sister in an abbot. Oh, the actual, like, nun. Yeah. I love From that. Game of Thrones. Yeah, because the way my headphones and my hoodie are cinched. Yeah. Brad. Allie. It's Brett, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. If you are listening to this, then that means our merch shop is live. And you should go to shopradarpeak.com to order your sick-ass state secrets long-sleeve tea. That one I'm particularly excited it's about. so cool. And we also have a really cool hat that says, are they here not? No. To release your inner dad. So cute. Honestly, together, they're such aloof. And and we got some really fun stickers as well. Oh, the stickers are fun. So fun. I mean, but celebrating if- Trisolar Day, which like is arguably the worst day a Trisolaran could experience. But right. like the alien's really cute and the colors are fun. Well, and it's saying I'm not okay. It's Trisolar Day. Yeah. But he is kind of like running around totally, in dismay. Like crying. Yeah. It's very 2023. Mm-hmm. It's very much how I feel. Yeah, and if you sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash radarpeak. Ooh, you guys get exclusive merch. You'll get an exclusive sticker. It will not be available on the main shop. That's right, so reason to go sign up. But in the meantime... How's your week been? Oh, how has my week been? It's been good. You know, Twitter did... I can't relate. I haven't been there now for... Or should I say X? Maybe two weeks? Well, it just... Apparently, turns out Elon Musk is going to start charging all users a small subscription to use Twitter. And I'm just like, the irony. at this point, I now am fully convinced that Elon Musk is doing everything in his power to drive down the value of Twitter. Mm. And this I mean, idea. No. Yeah, no, he's doing a great job. And this idea that like, oh, what is he doing? Like, he's making a big mistake. No, no, no. He can't be this stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. I don't know if his goal, you know, what is it? To like write it off as a loss in his taxes? But then what do you do? Like, I mean, he still has the loan. Like, what do you do? That like the loan every year, just the interest payment is like a billion dollars. What are they going to do? Send him to debtor's prison? Well, I mean, it's People not like. People default all the time. Uh, do you know who holds the majority of that debt? Who? Allegedly. Allegedly. The kingdom of saudi arabia <gasps> so like if so anybody's actually, gonna like you know jamal khashoggi would like a word wait they put that man in a suitcase wait they own that loan is where that funding came from damn very interesting makes me really wonder like what kind of conversations saudi arabia has been having with elon musk well specifically this happened i mean as of this recording anyway it happened like last week or the week before but there was a person who on the platform formerly known as twitter now known as x posted x whatever tweeted tweets or thoughts that were i guess critical of the saudi kingdom um and of the government within saudi arabia um and so what happened was this account only had like maybe eight followers nine followers something like that tweeted maybe like six times okay some of them were critical of the government this person's information was turned over to the kingdom and they were killed for it no so did they live there 
they were a citizen. I don't uh, know if they lived in the country, but like either way, one way or the other, like corporal punishment was exacted against this person. So it's like, wait, you where know, did you hear this? It was in the news, Allie. <gasps> so like I'm talking about where like the I news can't really never lies. I can't really speak to like I'm not saying they lied. Elon Musk or like his motivations know. of why it seems like he's running the company into the ground, but like when you know you're a a country who like doesn't love free speech and like you like to sort of like control how people are like publicly talking and speaking and thinking about you 47 billion dollars is like nothing to pay when you have all the data you could possibly want on like any person being critical of you you know it's like we are not free this land is but I do have to wonder, like, what was in it for Musk to, right. like, go that deep into debt? Because it's, like, at, at a point, like, is he going to start losing parts of Tesla, parts of SpaceX to sort of, like, make up the difference if it does go belly up? Who yeah. knows? I'm not a financial person, so I'm just, like, I don't know. But, like, I've I had to get out of there. I've been working on a data farm. Paying all... <laughs> for free speech? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Bizarre. Well, whatever. Definitely, definitely going to have to not pay for Twitter, that's for sure. I'm that's already gone, baby. Not a service I'm interested in Don't look for, for me. But that's why I'm like, what is the goal? What is the goal? It's not to keep your users. It's literally to get rid of all of them. So I ask why. And you know what? I hope we come up with a unified theory. Mm -hmm. I know we're not going into our unified theory this week, but I just want you all to know that Brett has presented me with a unified theory of like what these UAPs are. Are and I'm sure I'm not the first person that's thought of it. Of but course not, but you're the first person who presented like, it to me, and it's quite compelling. That said, I am extremely gullible. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting out in the in the terrarium where we smoke weed almost every night, and yeah. it came as like a universal download. And I was just like, I have to tell Allie about this. I really, so one I day really we'll like tell you about it. Yeah, but but we don't have time today, so we'll talk about it next week. That's yeah. a, that's a freaking tease for you. Yeah. This week, um, well, little update, Mexico. Go mm-hmm. the Those the Mexican Peruvian alien body uh-huh. that we talked about last week mm-hmm. was run through some tests. I saw that, and allegedly a bunch of laboratory studies on the remains of this allegedly non-human being mm-hmm. shows that it was not a reassembled body. It's not like a Frankenstein's monster or anything oh. like that. That it's a full skeleton. Got it. Which is that just, wasn't put together. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and that Whoa. like it's just a three fingered corpse with a lar- an elongated skull, and it just it just makes you wonder: Is it actually an alien body? I know. Can you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine, but I'm like, can you imagine? Like that's how disclosure happens. Like somebody privately having some of these like remains or something, not the government doing like top down disclosure. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I did see NASA, you know, I was glad to see them saying this because it's like, you know, if you're going to make an extraordinary claim, at least make it available so that other people can observe. You know, it's like when we were talking about the superconductor where it looked like scientists achieved superconductivity at room temperature. They published how they arrived there so that other people could do the same thing and see if it was reproducible under the exact same circumstances. So NASA, very similarly with this non-human tiki head doll thing being sort of like, CT, radiographed, x-rayed, all this stuff to like look at. NASA's saying, well, that's great and all. If you're saying it's 1,800 years old plus whatever, da-da-da, not human DNA, et cetera, et cetera. But like, make samples available so that the rest of us who want to arrive at conclusions, ideally they're the same as yours, can do so. Right. So hopefully they will. That's right. America says, uh-uh-uh, I want to see it with my own damn eyes. But then I wonder, like, at what point does America pull something like they pulled 
in Magenta, Italy. You know, right. where like the Vatican tipped off the U.S. The U.S. shows up allegedly and is like, "We got it from here. Don't worry about totally. it." Totally. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the U.S. government as far as I can throw it. And it's pretty heavy. I'm just like, yeah, America. Eh. It's not beneath us to do something shisty and like really want to control the narrative and and especially that, like yeah, we love America wants to have the body like wants to have the, like there is where I think, is the body there, Nancy Grace there is a impair there's an imperative to be the first country with an actual alien corpse so. I don't know what to believe. We really do live in a post-truth society, but that's not new. So, I don't know. We're just here to spill the possibilities and say, hey, big if true. Am I right? Was that a big if true? I mean, it is big if true. It is pretty big if true. It's, have, oh, it's big if true all the way to the top. The crazy thing about it, I haven't really run across many big if trues that are sort of like the in the same kind because i think the algorithm like became aware that i was using it in that way and now it's like oh now i'm gonna only show you legitimate things oh really yeah i don't really see the clickbaity you know like stuff anymore that i used to bring to that segment yeah not really well we haven't really been looking for it that's for sure because there's I so much been. in mainstream media it. there's so much we need to talk about in so this ha- i mean then there was the firefly that just oh, whatever yeah Tell us about that. Well, the U.S. military basically just proved, according to Ars Technica, that it can get satellites into space super fast. Okay. And it's basically just... Wait, do we have a space elevator? That'd be very three-body problem. It's not a space elevator, but it's on its way to being one. Basically, we're just trying... The U.S. military is just trying to show that we're, like, really strong in our space program. Okay. And like you said, we're just... We're militarizing space. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Trump founded, I guess, officially the Space Force as a new branch of the American military. But it's like, I mean, from what I'm seeing here, it's on September the 18th, when you know, whenever you're hearing this, on September the 18th of 2023 this year, from Vandenberg Space Force Base, they launched this satellite into space as part of the Firefly mission under this directive called Victus Knox, which like that's kind of, I mean, we talked about it before. America like loves to come up with like a name for its projects. Totally. But this is essentially just to show like, okay, other countries, okay, perceived enemies. Like if you're going to try and inter like interrupt our satellites or like, you know, engage in any sort of active aggression in outer space, we're going to call you. We're going to call you on it, and we're going to send you a rocket in about 20 minutes. Which is pretty terrifying. I mean, according to Lieutenant Colonel Mackenzie Birkenough, I hope I'm saying that last name properly, um, this is quoting them. This end-to-end mission will demonstrate the United States' ability to rapidly place an asset on orbit when and where we need it, ensuring we can augment our space capabilities with very little notice. Damn. Damn. I mean, I, I'm really here for, regardless of, like, what is true, what is not, I'm, I am here for, like, this overall increased attention to space by America. Am I right? No, you are right. I was just thinking how, like, interesting it is because, I mean, it's like there – I forget what the document was, but there was that document that was, you know, released under Freedom of Information Act requests that, that mentions there being the existence of non-terrestrial officers, meaning, like, officers in the military that are stationed not on planet Earth, mm-hmm. you know, which, like, fueled a lot of conspiracy theories that, like, got really, like, the rumor mill running. Like, do we still have – like, did we set up a base on the moon? Did we never leave once we went in the 60s? You know, like, right. those lines of thinking. and. And it's just crazy that, like, you know, then that's part of a document that has to be released under, like, transparency laws. But now this is the military openly admitting that we have officially militarized space. 
who knows if we're the first. Right. But it's at least their submission to be like, oh, hi, we're here too. And interestingly, we're not there yet. Something like this kind of comes up in today's recap of the story from the Dark Forest. There is so much overlap. And you know what? I don't feel like I have anything more to say on current events, which are actually past events by the time we're listening to this. Yeah, I mean, really, the only lasting you know, news type thing, because like the alien from Mexico, that story is going to probably come and go for a while. Yeah. Really what hits home for me, I think, is RIP Twitter. Yeah. And in a way, RIP Wang Miao? Question mark? Okay, I wanted to talk about this because yeah. after we finished recording last week, Brett basically says to me something that I wish he had said on air. Sorry. But Brett, I think... Do you want me to say it on air? Yeah. Prepare in this book for this new character we introduced last week, Luo Ji, or rather maybe the first week, actually, when he met Ye Wenji. Prepare for him to sort of like one for one replace the role that Wang Miao played in the first book. They're not the same character. It's not like they just gave him a different name, but it is still like the same character in the story. It's not that, but he's filling the same sort of like protagonist, main character energy role right. for this story. There's everyone, yeah. And don't, Mankind is the protagonist, I guess. Don't look for Wang Miao to come back. Apparently, Wang Miao's not coming back. He didn't die. Nothing tragic happened he's just to completely, him. Nothing he's was. Not even written out of the book. I'm I'm not convinced this is true. We'll see. I'm just saying this is Brett's Brett's allegation is that we're never gonna say goodbye to Wang Miao. And actually, he thinks that Luo Ji should have been introduced at the end of book one. And you know, I think we could Wang have, Miao should have been written out. I just think we could have done without the story of Wang Miao altogether. You could have still seen all of that story taking place because it's For like think Luo about Ji? no, no, just like that whole story of the first book. It's like take Wang Miao out of the equation. You could still see Shen Yufei. You could still see her husband. You could still see the fact that like this, someone had to encounter it all. Sure, time. but like it doesn't have to be a, the book doesn't have to be about that person. Like we follow that person so closely, and then they just blink out of existence. Well, and I'm like, why don't we just tell the story and? different way where we still get everything we need to about like falling in love with and then feeling betrayed by and then ultimately at least empathetically understanding Ye Wenji and her motivations. Yeah. I think. Well, we'll see, won't we? Everyone keep an eye out, okay? Because I keep thinking like, is this Wang Miao? But we'll no. get to it. So let's get into it, eh? Let's go. Roll tape. Start. Two. One. mission. You're listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie. I'm Brett, and this week the world is devolving into sheer panic. Markets are tanking, banks are failing, and all the humans want a way out. But asking for a friend, what happens when that way out has a limited number of seats? Energy units reporting. All systems go. Cutting units reporting. All systems go. Okay, Allie, to recap from last week, the category is 
new character alert like every two seconds it was like okay here's another person so i'm just going to give us a brief rundown of who those characters were that we introduced and also for now the sort of like mnemonic ish ways that i'm remembering them until like Great. they're because it's like you know i do that even with people that i meet in the world 100%. i have to you know My yoga teacher did have other ways to oh wait how did they do it she was like well it wasn't i didn't actually understand but she was like what's your name and i was like Allie, and she's like Allie. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then, well, it's funny because at the end of my yoga class, she also, she was the one that brought up Firefly and, oh, the, and, and the Space Force thing. She's like, does, it, does anyone here know about space and know what's going on with the Firefly thing? I was like, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. How do you know about this? But I didn't say that, but I was just like listening to someone else talk about it. And my yoga teacher was like weirdly giving me eyes. Like, you know that like awkward period after you finish yoga class and it's like, namaste, mm-hmm. thank you. If anyone has questions, come, come see me after. And then you're like, namaste. And then you like roll up your mat and you put the blocks away and you put your blanket away. And the teacher's just still kind of like sitting there. Right. And I just, every time I would walk And they're back, like self-induced Pisces haze. And, and every, wait, why did I say self-induced Pisces haze? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Like the afterglow after yoga? I've never heard of and that. And meditating? It's a Pisces haze? That. Yeah. Yeah, she just kept like giving me the eyes. I'm just like, what's up? Wild. You know, and I was just like, yeah. I said like, thank you again. And then as I was, like, wiping down my mat and, like, throwing out the little, like, thing, and I turned, like, again, she was, like, kind of coyly looking at me in the eyes. Wow, okay. I'm just like, do you want to fuck? Like, what? like what, what's going on? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I really, maybe she just has that kind of, maybe she's doing it with everyone, but I was like, girl, say what you're thinking. Maybe because she actually remembered your name from the d- mnemonic she made up. She did remember everyone's name, though. I was like, wow. Interesting. And all of everything she said to me in class was nice, Allie. <gasps> she didn't say, center your legs more or lean back. Like No notes. No notes. Just yeah. nice, Allie. I think that yoga teacher was into you. I feel like she was, too. I feel like you got to find a new yoga class. I know, right? Or at least get a discount. Right. Well, I pay a membership. It's at the climbing gym. Oh, got it. Anyway, anyway we're off track. So, G- getting right back to three body. Now that you've met our newest new character, the yoga teacher. Yes. <laughs> in real life, I'm going to give you a quick recap of the characters we introduced last week. I'm going to still use the qualifiers, I think, this week. And then maybe by the next time we talk about them, maybe. they'll be in everybody's brains. But for this week, I'm going to give you the qualifiers. I, I appreciate that. We have. It's, hard. We, it's a big cast of characters. It's a big cast. Like, finally, stuff is happening. And it's not just like stuff happening, but like multiple stories storylines that are simultaneously taking place totally in the wait oh wait look they have a cast of characters in the they beginning. sure do it's i was about to say like dramatis personae right in the front of this book oh my god that is so helpful okay realizing wow. things what i said realizing things you and kylie jenner truly okay yeah so this week we have Wu Yue, who's the captain of the PLA Navy, Zhang Beihai, who's the political commissar and also a Space Force officer, Chang Weixi, who's the PLA general and a Space Force commander, U.S. General Fitzroy, remember he is at the scene taking place in Alaska, mm-hmm. Zhang Yuanchao, who is the retired chemical plant worker who's centered in Beijing, his neighbor, Yang Jinwen, who's the retired teacher, also in Beijing, and Miao Fuquan, who's the coal boss with the mistress, who only comes around sometimes when he can sneak away from his wife in their mansion right. in Beijing City Meow Center. Miao Fuquan is the easiest for me to remember because, I don't know, his last name, Fuquan, kind of has like F-U-Q in it and uh-huh. it kind of is like fuck around, find out uh, energy and he's okay. like a coal boss. Well, just wait. 
So that that's the one character that I'm like, all right, I remember who you are. Yeah. Okay. So did you this have week. any other mnemonics you wanted to share? No, not. I'm not giving you mnemonics. I'm giving Got you qualifiers. It. Just reminders. Because it's like you would get this context if you're reading the book, but we're not giving you an audiobook. So it's just you can coal boss this person, retired teacher this person, right. retired chemical plant worker this us. person. I'm gonna okay. do it until you know them, like you know your friends, and then I won't have to do it anymore. Period. So this week we have another hangout between all the retirees and their friend, the coal boss, Miao Fuquan. The next time Miao Fuquan, because remember, he is only around when he can like sneak away from his wife. Mm-hmm. So the next time he comes around to his apartment, he calls Zhang, the retired chemical plant worker, and Yang, the retired teacher, over. He's like, come have a drink. My boothing has made a huge, delicious Sichuan meal. Like, like come Uma. hang out and let's have dinner. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Love that. And so they're just kind of like catching up about their day. But it's been a crazy one. What do you think happened that day? What's the craziest thing you think that could happen? And I don't mean like terrorist attack. I mean like just in a day to set the day upside down. What do you think is the craziest thing that could happen? Um, an earthquake. No, but just as bad. What? There was a run on the banks. <gasps> what does so that mean? a run on the banks means that something I mean- has happened in the economy that has caused absolute panic right. among everybody. Of course. So they're like, oh my God, every penny I have in the Chase or the Wells Fargo or the whatever, I have to go and physically withdraw it. Right. But Gotta the go banks, get my coins. But the banks don't keep that much physical cash no, they at don't. each location. They don't even have it. So when everybody tries to go and do that, the first five people might be able to withdraw their, their accounts. Money. But when they realize what's going on at the bank, right. they're going to start putting limits on people's accounts and you can only withdraw a certain dollar amount Classic. or a certain percentage or whatever. In this case, from Where last is all the money? From last week, you remember from General Fitzroy in Alaska accidentally sending up that nuke into space at a piece of space junk, but then actually saying, oh no, we're actually successful in our first line of defense for the planet. Right. Now, officially in the world's economy, it's been admitted to that we are in fact in wartime, even though the quote unquote war isn't going to be taking place at Earth for right. at least the next 400 years. Years. But today, 400 years before this war takes place, People coinciding with the arrival out. of the Trisolarans, yeah. everybody hearing the government talking about being in wartime right. is freaked the fuck out. Let so me get my cash. They Should we be trample cash? each other going to the banks. Right. Absolute hordes and stampedes of people. The book talks about it, how like if you tried to go into the bank, there's a layer of people on the floor <gasps> that have been trampled no. that are three bodies deep. No. So you've got people standing Three body problem, am I right? I know, right? (laughs) Very, very that. So they're talking. Yikes, Wells Fargo. You know. That's not good. It's a coming round. That's coming round for sure. I mean, like, actually, where is all the hard copy money? Brett's giving me this face like it ain't anywhere. What hard copy money? No, literally. It's just a digital number. Yeah. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. We're doomed. Yeah. It's it's bound to fail. Mm-hmm. Everything is held up by toothpicks. Vapors. Not Literally. Even toothpicks. toothpicks are stronger. And we just like every day this is fine. trudge forward in uh-huh. delusion. Uh-huh. Just being like, well, today the fantasy held up. And until it doesn't, as you're saying, right? Like until it doesn't, it's fine. But once it falls, once it cracks, baby. Then you've got fucking chaos. Absolutely. I think that's chaotic. Just wait till we get to the rest of this section. Go on, Brett. So they're talking about this crazy day of like, holy shit, like everybody was trying to pull their money out and people were fighting. They were screaming. They were showing weapons, like all this kind of stuff. So yeah. they're like just having this amazing meal talking Love. about like, that was fucked it's up. What Black was, Friday. What was that about? Zhang asks Miao Fuquan. He's like, 
did you get your cash out? Because out of all of them, he's our, like the he most is the flushed. wealthiest. So he's right. like, what about your money? Did you get it out? And he's like, eh, yeah, I got some of it. But like the rest is locked up, though. It's frozen. It's criminal. How can the government do this? Meanwhile, retired teacher Yang is like, oh, no, I saw something on the news about this. Whenever the panic passes, the government's just going to like let us have our money. They're just like putting it under control, basically, so that like we don't bankrupt the system with our panic, basically. Got it. And Zhang's like, ooh, like I hope so, but like I really don't think it was the smartest move that the government admitted that we're in a wartime. Because right. like, think about it. Now, everybody on the planet is freaked out about it a war wild. that's 400 years away. It's shocking that to me. They're not even going to live to see. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're absolutely so freaked out that like the present day economy is starting to crumble and they're like, we're not even near that finish line yet. Something that the book kind of skips over, which I guess we actually don't need to see because it's implied, mm-hmm. is just like when the press caught cat caught wind of the entire thing that went down in book one and like the discovery. Yeah. Like it just kind of like jumps to like, OK, now it's international news. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't take that for granted. I was like, wouldn't the government keep this under wraps like until necessary? But they're like, but immediate announcement. Necess- yeah, I mean, it's become necessary. You think about I it. I mean, like, I guess at least there was a leak that led to, yeah, I don't know. 400 years might seem like a lot of time, but we'll get to a point in just a little bit where I'll be like, it's actually not that long of a time span for what they're trying to pull off in this like sort of Hail Mary to like get away from the Trisolarians. All right. So meanwhile, Yang is like, I mean, yeah, like everybody is worried. I hear what you're saying, but like I'm more so worried about the economy. Like what's going to happen when people can't access their savings? Because like who knows if the government is actually going to unfreeze people's accounts. Like he's saying, Yang, the neighbor retired teacher, is like we don't really have a great social security net. And if people can't access their savings, like this country is going to fall apart like overnight. I'm actually worried about the economy. And he's like, think about it too, like this. The government is attempting to build, you know, like ships and and build a fleet to make a, a way for humans to be spacefaring and it's like none of those are creating new jobs by way of like exporting new goods importing new goods it's like it's it's new jobs yes but it's like not adding to the economy right. so you've got all this investment going into a new sector and nothing being made better for it so mm-hmm. he's like i worry about the economy on that front okay and so they're kind of like talking about this right, and the right. news cuts in with one of those like cnn breaking news with wolf <laughs> blitzer you know whatever <laughs> And it's basically this. The United Nations has decided they're going to convene a special council. And what they're going to be talking about in this joint session is the threat of what's being termed escapism. What do you think that's about? So, because I've read some other sections, as Brett and I will be alternating this week's episode, I do know what escapism is referring to. But before I read it, I thought escapism was about, like, censorship. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was, like, you're not allowed to, like, write escapist literature. You're not allowed to, like, you have to, like, stay in reality. Which is very in line with a lot of, you know, China's actual policies as it relates to sci-fi, as we learned. As we learned. But then that actually did prompt me to look deeper into, like, China. Censorship policies mm-hmm. around sci-fi, and and it just so happened that my search, it was like I literally searched like China censorship rules sci-fi, mm-hmm. and one of like the Quora suggested articles was how was the three-body problem allowed to be written? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it would be because of like the criticism mm-hmm. of China, but the point that it made was 
basically like a lot of modern leaders of China suffered very much during the Cultural Revolution or had parents who suffered from the Cultural Revolution. So Mm -hmm. it's actually like there is no, like a lot of leadership in China agrees that the Cultural Revolution was like extremely detrimental. And in the same way that America, like we don't love to acknowledge slavery, but we don't deny it. Yeah, like America and the government at least goes so far as to call it like an atrocity. Yes. But doesn't go so far as to like make it right you know like any kind of like reparations for that so far so it's just it's it was kind of just saying that like china is a lot more nuanced in which criticisms against which administrations yeah because i guess if it like really the criticism from three body problem is that of the cultural revolution so if that's also a commonly held belief then it's like you're not saying anything different than us and see, you're not Xinglu, going on to further like disparage the nation of china right. you're just saying something that we also agree their with. their most important thing about sci-fi is really just that like it makes china look good and, and look like the china, science yes and the scientists. Is that china is like technologically in advanced yeah. and and yeah and then also the one of the core answers were just like yes yeah, ishan lu is a dedicated party member so there should be no reason for like like why it wouldn't be published him to come under attack sure. you know and exactly i was just like right 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 okay. I like that. well back at this breaking news announcement about the joint session of the security council because they're going to be talking about escapism they give some background because you know a lot of the people watching the news probably have never heard the term before they're talking about it in the package so they give us some background on this new dangerous ideology that's a threat to society and they tell us basically escapism emerged alongside the trisolar crisis so like right. the moment the Trisolarans decided we actually should go to Earth, that's kind of when this ideology rose up. So of these people who are termed escapists, right. I'm still an Adventist, I think, but the escapists right. hold that Earth is locked in this state of advanced science. Like their science is advancing so exponentially it's going good but that currently the plan of using that technology and that science to build up this sort of like planetary defense system Mm kind of like what alaska fitzroy was like claiming they were doing right or sort of what fireflies yeah that like rather than do that since you know even our best kind of planetary defense system would still like dwarf in comparison to the technology that the trisolarans have because like we can't travel the cosmos like they can right present day not yet but rather the escapists argue a better use of the next 400 years would be to use the momentum of our technological and scientific advancements to instead build a fleet of starships that would allow a portion of humanity to escape into the darkness of space and leave the solar system and be able to get away safely from the trisolarans before they ever arrive love a carnival cruise that never ends thus giving the human species an actual chance at survival versus full extermination since they think we're bugs anyway i'm obsessed with that once they arrive at our solar system could you imagine like actually okay this is the frame of the three body musical well i guess of the dark forest musical Mm. well only if there is escapism Maybe this is actually not the frame of any of the books, but I would love to see a musical. Well, you know, I've always been obsessed with uh, Snowpiercer. Of course. I've always wanted to make Snowpiercer the musical. It lends itself so well. And the if FX you don't, show was terrible. 
terrible. What? The show? Yeah. yeah but the movie. Great. So good. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer, run, don't walk. Um, but basically, it's like the world has ended. Like the, the earth has frozen, frozen over. over. Yeah. And the only people alive on earth live on this train that is circling the earth and basically propelled by snow. Yeah. And the train is like a, the choo-choo cast system. Yes. It's a microcosm of society. Yeah. And it is separated by class. And like in the very back of the train, you have like the poorest people that are like eating like gelatinous like cockroaches soylent, yeah like soylent bars it's made unreal of it's so good it, <laughs> the first time i met you your partner and i uh -huh. were remember we were going eating the mush yes. eating the mush because and we were like yes we were making up our own like snowpiercer the musical but basically it just would be so so good because there's also all these sections of the train and like you could have such a good backdrop for this like stage play and it's epic i still really want to write it but i feel like you could do something similar where it's like carnival cruise style like spaceship into space uh -huh. and it's again like all of the classes of society and we've left behind the earth and i don't know i guess it's about the hijacking of that space fleet by like the most impoverished class i don't know yeah we're yeah that is literally snowpiercer in space it's somewhere between like snowpiercer parasite yes plus it's in space exactly uh -huh. and and then add musical numbers i like that everything can use a musical number i like that um but anyway so escapism well so now that you know what escapism is it's this idea that like oh we should actually be using all of our time and resources for the time we have left before the trisolarans get here to like figure out a way out to here. leave right what do you think that looks like like if say the ship is built and you've got a ticket and you get on it what do you like where does it it's looking like jimmy neutron where are you, where are you where going but i mean like where are you going right. what's the end where are what do you, you think going? is your end destination <gasps> certainly not the nearest galaxy no they have three possibilities. Okay. The first one being they find a new world. Right. Like a dupe of the Earth Ideally. that we can just one for one new sector. If that's available, why wouldn't Trisolaris go there? Because they, they're only going where they know they can go. Because they uh, only have the one journey. Right. Basically. Right. You know? The second option uh -huh. is that humanity becomes a starship civilization so oh, that rather than finding a new permanent home we are forever transient right. wandering the galaxy perpetual cruise basically like seafaring but spacefaring love that as vikings. a civilization yeah space basically vikings. space vikings the third option is that we find temporary refuge somewhere like on the far outskirts of our solar system okay. kind of lie dormant there for a while uh -huh. like have only enough people awake on the ship to keep the ship running mm. put everybody else into cryo sleep Ooh. and wait for the moment that we can establish fingers crossed diplomatic ties with the trisolarans and maybe negotiate a closer move back into our solar system damn. than we would otherwise have access that's to. That's wild. It's really crazy. Damn, that's really showing like just how fucked humanity feels no like, totally i'm just like um could we please maybe come back to earth and yeah. like share the resources mm -hmm. please if 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 you let us can we have some yeah literally yeah. can we have some of what we started with after we've lorded over everything since like the beginning of Truly. our history i mean know? it's it's poetic justice we should lose everything Shortly after escapism emerged as this new ideology, it was learned that both the U.S. and the Russian governments began work dun, 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 in secret to have their own Classic. nationalist escapism programs. Uh -oh. And when asked about it, both of these nations, the U.S. and Russia, flatly denied the existence of these programs because, like, of course, they're not going to, like, cause further panic on the planet when, like, 
economies are crumbling. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, we are working on a way to get like get out of here. You're you're making me think of like, well, first I thought, you know, how did they find out? And then I was thinking, okay, there's probably spies. And then it reminded me of, was it you and I who were having the conversation about what a CIA officer actually is? I think so. That it's like not actually someone who works for the CIA. It's not, yeah. It's someone who lives abroad. It's like, a, yeah. And is basically like. Eyes and ears. Commissioned by the CIA. Yeah. To live and report yeah and that's why there's that whole like suspicious like paranoia around like who is this person are they a cia agent like there's so many stories that stem from like this person actually being a cia agent and it's like oh yeah that actually is what a cia officer is it's not someone who like came from the u.s and then like you know went on a special mission it's someone who was basically tapped and was like do you want to do work for us yeah and i just think that's cool Anyway, go on. Maybe a spy told China and was like Russia and I mean, Amer- not probably no, not no because it's like whenever contact was made with Trisolaris in the first place, it's like that was national news. So you can be sure that like I mean, even at a point, yeah, Wenji was receiving phone calls back from scientists in the U.S. Right. So it's like you everybody it? was talking to everybody, yeah. probably about anything they could, you know, because it's not like anything was classified. Right. Science discovery at that point so we know that the un is calling this new joint session but the news also tells us that this isn't the first one of these that they're calling Mm -hmm. at the third joint session that they called there was this coalition of developing countries who demanded that the u.s russia japan china and the eu release their technology very like nasa calling for the mexican authorities who studied the remains of what could be the alien to release the technology to these developing nations so that they could have a chance because they're like how is it fair that only the world superpowers with like fuck tons of money can pursue a way out of here so they called for that during the third joint session these supporters are subscribed to what's known as the socialized technology movement which i can get behind it's like you see that with like internet access and right you know kind of things everyone gets like it it's like if we're talking about a way out of this solar humanity system, needs it let's give everybody the chance let's not hoard it this movement of socializing technology gained immense support within this joint session but the sad thing is all the proposed resolutions about it were all struck down so it's like <gasps> even though it gained a lot of support from people the security council you know is run by and chaired by the superpowers who have like voting ability they have veto ability and it's like this came before them and they were like well, we don't want to approve this the u.s took the opinion they basically said that socializing technology is unfeasible it's ah, a, it's classic. A, it's a Such naive, a capitalist thing to say. I mean, it's a naive approach to a real issue. And the U.S. also said under the circumstances, the national security of the USA supersedes anyone feeling left out from not having access to the technology. Oh, my God. That's so American. And then the breaking news segment ends with the implications of this rising social movement to distribute technology equitably just underscores the reality that unity within humans as a species is still a pipe dream like even when there's something that we should all be rallying behind i mean like you could say like global warming but it's like the thing that actually threatens humanity in this point in the story is arrival of an unfriendly adversary in about 400 years and we can't even agree to get everybody out together because those who have have and those who have not by design can't have from the ones who do have do you feel like you love thy neighbor do i feel like i love thy neighbor yeah i think it depends on the day honestly exactly sometimes i'm really good at it we're part of the problem shockingly bad at it we're part of the problem yeah right i think so i'm gonna try and 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 believe greater in humanity or it's the hubris that's the problem or like the ego yeah 
It's like all those things. We'll work on it. Because the socialized technology movement was founded by escapists, the international community basically has no hope of advancing past like tomorrow. I mean, you could say like today, tomorrow is the last day for humanity because if they don't all work together and use this technology, nobody's going to get out. And then it's all over actually for everybody. And so all of those options are not going to happen. Yeah. And so this group that supports socialized technology says that basically for us to have any hopes of you know bridging the gaps between the haves the have-nots between the classes between the just warring ideological parties of like should we escape the planet or should we just stay and put up a fight we won't even be able to begin to address any of those questions that stare at us until we come to terms with escapism period right like we have to get rid of this divide and at least like agree that it's like ultimately a good thing right basically get out of here so stop hoarding it yeah and then the news concludes with it is under this environment the special joint un session will convene and i'm like great no pressure for any of them drum Miao Fuquan pipes up. He's like, oh, that reminds me. Do you remember that escape fund that I told you about? It's real, by the way. I confirmed it. And Yang's like, come on. Like, you're not that gull like you really believe that i didn't think you were that gullible of a person like you can be rich but god you're stupid for Mm -hmm. believing that and meow's like no 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 i swear i swear i've got a guy i've got a point of contact i've talked to him and he's on the inside something called ocean gate (laughs) he's like this guy you can look him up if you want to give him a call his name is shu xiaoming his dad shu chang da shu (gasps) no is working for the security company and He gave me his number. Ask him yourself if you want. So Yang and Zhang, our retirees, are just sitting there and they just laugh. They're like, we can't believe this guy has all this money and is choosing to believe that there's an escape fund. Like, this is crazy. To each other, they're kind of like, I mean, it doesn't seem likely. But even if it is real, it's only going to be available to the mega wealthy. Like, it's not like everybody's going to be able to buy into the escape fund. Right. Classic. Yang's also like, well, if it's true, then I think the state's being run by a bunch of idiots because, like, wouldn't you select the people who would best preserve humanity? Like, not just the people with the means to buy a ticket? Lol, be serious. Like, you're going to send every billionaire only? Do they have any skills other right. than, like, stealing wages from their workers? Right. Basically? Right. You know what would be kind of cool? What? Maybe in the musical. Like, in the musical, you know, in the Carnival Cruise, Perpetual, Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. Norwegian, space flight Mm -hmm. the musical it's like a bunch of wealthy people get to go obviously because they pay and then there's a lottery for the poor people Mm-hmm. I wonder but if then it would it's like be a lottery mixed. Shirley Jackson style where the whoever from the poors wins the lottery gets the option to throw their billionaire of choice off the poop deck or something. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways for this to go. It's very yeah. Titanic as well. Mm-hmm. You got lifeboats in space for when it hits a <laughs> yeah. space debris iceberg. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This could be many shows in one. Yeah. You could combine all the tropes. Yeah. Here I think you should start workshopping it. Where and they're like on the edge of the spaceship, yeah. getting all the blood stuff. I'll never out of let them. you go, Jack. <laughs> okay, anyways, I mean, okay, that's so gravity. Go on. Yang is like, the state is being run by babies. Like, this is ridiculous. Why would the state allow just anybody who can buy a ticket to go? Why wouldn't they want to pick people based on their merits and whether or not they can actually help save the species that is humanity? Your money can't help you here, Miao Fuquan. No, Miao's like, Yang, just say what you mean. Your son and your daughter-in-law are both PhDs. They're elite. So chances are 
their children will be elite also, and their children, and their children. If you want your great-grandchildren to be on the ship, just say that. Like, why do you have to make it about this whole hoity-toity, like, on the merits, blah, blah, bullshit? Like, he's like, if you think about it, everyone should be equal, right? Like, Econ 101, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Right. And he was like, what do you mean? And Meow was like, everything costs something. Like, I can plan and spend and make my life work in a way so that in the future, if I want one of my heirs to have access to this fund and the escape ship that escapism will promise, why shouldn't I do that and plan for that? Like, we're all able to plan and make our own choices. No, but I'm like, "Mm," that ignores that, like... The inequality? Equality is not equity. Right. You know, like, just because everybody, quote, unquote, has the same chance right. doesn't mean they show up with the same set of, resources. like, resources available totally. to them. Right. But so anyway, Yang's like, sure, 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 sure. Let's just send every Jeff Bezos we can find right. and send them up there into space, and then they'll save humanity. Mm. Like, that'll do it. Totally. Like, yeah, great idea. Like, he's getting, like, pissed off. Amazon in space. So now, at the dinner table, having this Szechuan meal, preparing for a class war, Miao Fuquan isn't really happy that he's getting pushback from somebody he invited into his home for dinner. How dare you question my actions? He points a finger straight at Yang, and he's like, the truth comes out. You think just because I have money, but I have to work a blue-collar job, that I'm second-rate money. Is that right? You look down on me? It's the blue-collars versus the white-collars. And so drunk at this point, Yang is like, who the fuck? fuck do you think you are? Meow slams the table, very, very visibly angry, and stands up to argue, maybe even to throw a punch, and then, lol, Zhang, our retired chemical plant worker, bangs the table three times louder than Yang probably could have in the first place, causing the Sichuan mystery woman, who's the little boothang to Meow Fuquan in the first place, causing her to scream, and she says basically, yes, okay, Meow, you have your money, good for you, go, go, be saved. Yeah, right. I don't have money, though. So I guess my whole lineage deserves to die, hmm? Is that right? Is Mm -hmm. that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So you should just go and live? (laughs) And it's like, he's like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, that is kind of what I think. Someone's got to live. And he's like, you know what? Thanks for dinner. Have fun on your space journey. I'm out. And meanwhile, on the way out, he's whispering to the Szechuan woman. He's like, thank you so much for dinner. It was delicious. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't wait to come back. Everything was really great. And fuck you, too. And then they, like, slam the door and they're gone. Don't you hate when friends fight? Yes. I mean, yes. Having to bear witness to it all day. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to totally different scene. Mm -hmm. Remember the second wall breaker? The one that, you know, almost killed himself? Yeah. Um, but then the Sofan text appeared in his retina. Yes. Well, he is replacing the goldfish in his house. That that he killed with his cigarette. Exactly. Uh And just as he's doing that, another Sofan text appears on his retina. Oh. And it says, Hey, hey, hey. We've been... Suddenly the Sofan is Fat Albert. (laughs) Okay. And basically, Sofan or Trisolaris, you, you know who I'm talking about at this point. Stop making me say synonyms. They're like, I've studied the story of the three kingdoms, and you're right. Deceit, trickery, it is an art. Just like the markings on a snake. 
And the wall breaker is like, ay, 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 not this again. You with the snake. You really won't let go of the snake metaphor, huh? And Trisolaris is like, the more complex the markings on a snake, the more fearsome it looks. Mm. And I'm like, interesting. So you're saying like America is basically like deceit and trickery. All this is just basically makeup on a pig. Mm. You know, like it makes us look fearsome, makes us look really capable, but does not actually speak to like how venomous our poison is Mm. they don't even say that but that's the implication in my opinion and they say that we've changed our mind actually about letting humanity escape the solar system yeah we can't let an enemy with opaque thoughts flee into the cosmos that would be just too dangerous (laughs) we must eliminate yikes yeah and so the wall breaker's like, all right, so what's what's the new plan? And Trisolaris says, our fleet is going to detour in four directions right around the Kuiper belt. And we're just going to encircle the solar system. The wall breaker is like, you're not going to get here in time. Yeah. You know, we're going to escape way before you get to the Kuiper belt. Or, you know, we're going to we're going to escape way before you get to encircle the solar system. And the Sofan is like, true. And that's why we need your help. We need the ETO to delay humanity's plan to skedaddle. The wall breaker is like, oh, come on now. You don't need to worry about that. Listen, humanity isn't going to be able to actually execute a large-scale escape. Like, there's no need for any of this Uh because this is not going to happen. Right. Humanity's not going to get it together. And and Trisolaris is like, I mean, they might. The wall breaker is like, no, no, no. Trust me. It is not going to happen. Yeah. And Trisolaris is like, I mean, the technology is advancing at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen to me. It's not technology that's going to stop us. And it's not going to be the competition between countries. It's just going to be the question of who goes and who stays Ooh. that will keep humanity from ever being able to escape. It's so true, though. And that's the end of my section. <laughs> I really, I really was like, and here you go. So now, back with Zhang, our recent chemical plant retiree. Yeah. We're seeing a conversation because it's like, you know, he just found out that this fund is real. And Miao Fuquan, you know, they left on bad terms at dinner. But Miao Fuquan did say, if you have a question, you should reach out and talk to this person who just happens to be the son of Da Shu. Right. Who can arrange a little... A little something-something for this escape fund. Right, right. So now... False passport into space. Yeah, so now, back with Zhang, now we see a conversation between him and Shu Xiaoming. Dasha's son. And he calls him Uncle Zhang, which I thought was interesting. Just like a form of respect, maybe? I don't know, because there's not a... Usually, usually anyway, in the translation, when there is a term like that given as an honorific, it's usually denoted in the footnote. Right. And this has no footnote Hmm. so he's calling him uncle shang so i you know that's just there it's in print okay not saying anything about that other than that's what it says on the page i don't know okay that's all it says all right so they're basically talking about the ins and outs of escaping the escape fund like what it is and it's basically think of it as like an insurance policy you buy into it now so that when you meaning like your family who still exists needs it they have access to it right sort of like a life insurance type policy zhang isn't super sold he's like isn't space travel super dangerous like why would i buy into a fund that like has probably as much chance of killing me as it does of saving me. Right. And she's like, yeah, it's dangerous, but imagine the Earth. Like, Earth is about to be dangerous, like, next week. So, like, kind of 
pick your poison right. here. Like, I'm just here to give you the information. Facilitate. Like, I can't make the choice for yeah. you. And Zhang is kind of hung up on the timeline of when the ships are going to leave. And Shim makes a good point. He's like, it's happening much sooner than you think. Like, yes, Trisolaris is coming within the next 400 years. But 400 years from now is not when the first of these escape ships is going to be launching because if our exit were timed exactly with their arrival, they would just be able to catch us. Right. We're because they're moving soon. at near light speed. Right. Like, we're not going to have that. We're just going to be spacefaring. So, like, if you sign up now, you'll yeah. get an express ticket Hurry. that'll leave in 100 years. For the next five callers. Like, it's very <laughs> like that. But he's like, really, if we don't leave sooner than later. Wait, let's riff on that. <laughs> Do you want to experience a new part of the universe? The first five callers will get free tickets onto the SS out of here. Call 1-888-T-R-I-S-O-L-A-R-A-N-S for your ticket now. For the low, low, low price of $66,000. Over 99 99 payments. Or something. You too can escape the inevitable demise of humanity. Once again, the number to call 1 888 T R I S O L A R A N S. That's 1 888 T R I S O L A R A N S. If you call now, <laughs> what was that about sudden blindness in the fine print? I don't think I like that. So in talking about when I'm I'm dialing us back in. So in talking Fine. about like on, go off. on the timeline of like in the next 400 years when the ships are going to be leaving, she is like, you know, we have to leave in enough time so that they won't be able to catch us. So more likely the date of departure is somewhere between like 40 years to a generation. It's like much sooner than you think, actually. Right. So you might not get to go. And listen, your kids might not get to go, but like your grandkids but somebody might will. definitely maybe be able to go. He's like, just think about the rate of technological advancement. You better hope they're not gay. You know? <laughs> She's like, 120 years ago, it took the emperor over a month to travel from Hangzhou to Beijing. True. Now it takes three days to go to the moon. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, but so you, like, you, get, you get what I'm laying down. He's You're like, our technology up. is advancing exponentially, so we're going to have these ships built and ready to leave in about 120 years max. And let me guess, Miao Fuquan is like, where do I sign? Well, Shu is still really trying to convince Zhang to buy into the escape fund at this point. He's like, the ships will even throw in a copy of our home game being built. He's like, it's not negotiable. Right. Like, the plans are already in motion. It's sitting out in the wharf right yeah. now. They're welding it as we speak. Like it is going to be built. Uh-huh. It's going to tank the economy Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's all of this money. That's not bringing anything new into China or to the world. Okay. It's something that's being built to leave mm-hmm. birth restrictions. Like we've never seen in this country are going to be put in place because there's going to be a global shortage of food. It's going to get, bad. It's better for you to be in this fund than to not be in it. And now is your chance for the low affordable price of your pension over the next 20 years to secure your family's spot. He's like, think about it really though in in like these terms. Yeah. Whenever they open the escape fund to the public, the price is going to skyrocket so that actually nobody's able to buy into right, it. Right, right. You have the you're opportunity. You're in the first wave. If you choose. You're the beta. To buy your way in beta. with an invite code. Mm-hmm. Invite code very It's like much. being asked to sign up for Tinder like in 2008. Totally. Or, or like what was that app that everyone was on for a second? It was like audio. Oh, Clubhouse? That Clubhouse. was fun until it, was fun. until it like fell apart. It totally fell apart. Yeah. Maybe, at least as far as I know. I don't know. <laughs> 
But sure, I'm assuming because he's like selling it this hard, like maybe he gets a commission or something. But like he is really working to try and get this convert on this new sign up. If someone's working hard to sell you something, you gotta ask yourself mm-hmm. why. Why is this such a bad businessman? That almost sounded like waking up in, in the, the morning, morning thinking about so many things. things. Just, just wish things would get better. better. But basically, that's what Shu is saying right. to Zhang. He's like, don't miss your chance because you actually have a chance to like kind of secure a ticket out of here. Yeah. Listen, take it or leave it. No, literally. He's like, these ships are going to be the size of literal cities. What They're, would, yeah. What? What would you do? What would I do? If you had the money. Buy. 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 You're buying that. He's out, baby. Got it. Yeah, why not? But Buy like, the money. For scale, you know, like the option, I could always sell it again. Are the size of cities? You could resell that, like Ticketmaster style. Floating Beijing, right? Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, the resale. It's it's a floating Beijing in space, and that's the only stop on Beyonce's next tour. Imagine (laughs) the ticket prices. Beyonce is definitely on there. You know that. But is she performing or is she going to retire? No, that's where she goes to like upload her consciousness. Right. To Hologram the, Beyonce. To the collective holographic Oh, my cloud. God. The incentive just got so high. Yeah. So, so, now, so now I guess kind of sensing that maybe he's winning Zhang over a little bit. Yeah. She kind of starts describing the amenities and like physically what the ship is like. And he's <laughs> like, this thing is going to be as big as a city. This is my favorite scene of the whole series. And it's going to have ecosystems inside them that sustain plants. Plant life, it's, animal life, and we'll be able to grow. It'll be a utopia. News. It's going to have congresses. It's going to have paint. It's going to have mini golf, water slides. And the best part of all. All you can eat sushi. And the best part of all, a thousand years will feel like a day. Because most of the passengers will have the luxury of hibernating until they reach their destination. <gasps> or... Until diplomacy is reached with the Trisolarans, whichever happens first. I'd want to see a mock-up. At which point, everybody can wake up in the future and begin their new lives. Isn't that better than suffering on Earth in the meantime? I need a brochure. You know? This is giving, um, in succession, remember... When he was like launching that like re- retirement world, yes, what was it called again? I forget. Like rebirth, renew, or something like that. Something. Anyways, yeah. So Zhang is just kind of sitting there in silence because like reviewing the brochure, he does see the pros. Totally, he's still kind of deterred by the price because the man just retired. It's not like he's making more money in right. his lifetime. He was a coal mining exec. No, Zhang was one of the workers in the chemical factory. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was. This is this whole Fu thing is Quan. between Zhang and Shi Xiaoming, who is the son of Da Shi. But this is taking place because Miao Fuquan just told Zhang before he left and stormed out of the dinner that he should call this guy. Got it, got and it, got it. He's him. a humble man who yeah. like literally just has a pension. Yeah, he's not like he doesn't have a guma living in another apartment. He's he's got a modest pension that he needs to survive on. His yep. daughter's pregnant, right? Yep. And Shu is like, you know what? Even if you do decide one day that like you don't want to put your descendants on the ship, it's better to have the option and make that choice than to know what the fate of your family is going to be by not signing up, basically. Okay. Yeah. And Shang's like, yeah, like I know you're right. Actually, you're right. 
thanks for all of this. Shiz stands up, gets ready to leave, and he's like, you know, think it over. Call me if you have any questions. I'll help you fill out the paperwork when you're ready. Like, I'll even come back over. It'd be nice to see you again, like that kind of thing. But just like, yeah, don't forget about me. Give okay. me a call. Yeah. So when Shi leaves, Zhang stands out on his balcony. He's staring out over, like, the dark city. And, like, the only light is the light being reflected up on the clouds. And he's, like, thinking to himself. And he's like, oh, my family, my children. Will I really send you someplace where the night lasts forever? What happens next? Next. King Wen of Zhao is back. Now, so somebody's. Okay, wait. I know the last time we talked, it looked like King Wen of Zhao burned into a bunch of ashes in the three body game, remember? Yeah. Well, guess what? He's back again. So somebody logged in again? Question mark? I guess so. Okay. And he's Or the is network walking... is having like phantom neural dreams or something. Right, exactly. I was like, what the hell? And he's walking on the desolate plain of the virtual three body world. It's an empty wasteland. And once again, he's just shouting, is anybody here? Oh my God. Anybody? Wait, when the NPCs become sentient? And that's what I was thinking. But then, off in the distance, a horse comes galloping. Okay. And there approaches Newton. Okay. And Newton gets off his horse, he adjusts his wig, and Newton is like, bro, why are you yelling? Yeah. And also, who the fuck restarted this game? Yeah, right. And King Wen of Zhao is like, listen, comrade. The Lord has not abandoned us. I mean, well, they did, but for good reason. And they're going to need us to help them in the future. Newton is like, yeah, I know. They sent me a so fond message, too. Uh-huh. So now this is where I realized, okay, these are not NPCs. Yeah, these these are... never were NPCs. Yeah. Every single person in the game in the three-body game, was a member of the ETO. ETO. Right, yeah, okay. So clearly someone in the ETO is King Wen of Zhao, just in the same way that Wang Miao was Copernicus. Right, So interesting. King Wen of Zhao is just someone in the ETO who's logged on and is looking for someone else in the ETO who's also logged on, and here comes Newton, and Newton's like, what are you doing on this, like, who, who let you there's nothing the in this game anymore. Yeah. Like, it's literally just an abyss, there's yeah. nothing. yeah. Um, yeah, like it ended and it said, please log on. And exactly, we invite you to yet, log on in the future, but nobody yet, left. Right, exactly. Wild. So King Wen of Zhao hears Newton say, yeah, yeah, I got the Sofan message too. And uh -huh. King Wen of Zhao is like, oh, all right, well, that's, that's good. There's no more monopolization of contact, remember? Because right. they used to have to find out through Evans and, you know, through Judgment Day. Yeah. The trickle Free down the of information, right? Yeah. Um, but now they've got these sofons and everyone's being communicated with directly in their retinas. And King Wen of Zhao is like, does the organization still exist? Like, where is everyone in the ETO? And Newton's like, of course. Yeah, because like Judgment Day was chopped up, but right. like and the ETO was, was global attack. by that point. Right. And there was that attack on, mm -hmm. you know, at that big meeting. But, you and know, the so abandoned chemical everybody? warehouse. There hasn't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There hasn't been any meetings. So does the ETO even exist? Like, clearly that someone who was formerly in the ETO, yeah. who survived both Judgment Day. He's and calling all the shots like, was, now. Well, no, he's just like, where is everyone? Like, does this still exist? 
So he logs on, right, to find out if anyone's around, anyone in the ETO is still around. But I'm like, I would think that, like, just by the act of being able to log on, that, like, yes, it still exists because somebody's managing that server. <laughs> right, but he can't get into contact with anyone. Oh, yeah, right. You know, you're just, like, submitting so, like, support tickets after support yeah. ticket. And they're like, yeah. someone in a customer service will be in touch with you shortly. Yeah, right. And then you never hear from them. So he's like, Does, do people, like, are there still ETO members? And Newton's like, of course. The redemptionist movement collapsed, yes, which we talked about. There's no mm-hmm. more redemptionists who are like, oh, they're going to come save us. Yeah, right. The survivors, the, you remember the survivors, the survivorist faction? Oh, yeah. And they were like, we're going to, only like some of us will survive or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, they split off and developed their own thing. So the only members of the ETO left are the Adventists, who are the ones that are like... They welcome it. They welcome destruction yeah. of the planet. Real kind of Evans's prophets. descendants. Yeah. And King Winnershaw is like, okay, that's good. And Newton is like, you must be an Adventist since you're here, but like you're so out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, where have you been? Have you been literally. playing like World of Warcraft in the meantime? Right? King Wen of Zhao is like, my only contact has been with just one other comrade, and all he did was give me this web address. Wild. He wouldn't even talk to me about anything. And I barely escaped that bomb strike at the, at the chemical plant. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. So apparently he was there. And basically Newton is like, yeah, this is the only safe, secure place for anyone to meet. Damn. And it's like, remember we talked it about it's like sense. in the most remote, remote, remote corner yeah. of the internet. Like hidden Like away VPN, VPN, VPN. The dark web. yeah. And Newton's like, yeah, I mean, have you like for good reason? Like we don't meet in person anymore. And also have you noticed that the attacks on the ETO in real life are like not that much bestie yeah <laughs> like he's like you don't see anything about the eco in the news right like yeah. there's no we kind of forgot about them and it's very like george bush on the deck of that warship with the mission accomplished banner behind him exactly do you remember that no during the iraq war or the mm-hmm. afghanistan war george w bush announced that they had like defeated the taliban or whatever and they literally had a pr event like on the deck of a warship destroyer no with a banner that says mission accomplished it. behind it no and then it just got worse like the next month god <laughs> i mean clearly we only pulled out of the middle east because trump directed everybody to come home overnight when trump was still the president so that's crazy. neither here nor there oh my god no we could go off on that it's pr war pr is insane yeah but i'm just thinking like so if they physically like those that are rem- like the vestiges of the former eto at its might right like if it's unsafe for them to meet in the physical world and the only place they have left is this like what's left of this game yeah how do they know that that's safe even like how do they know that they're not just like meeting with like members of like the un or like people that are trying to like squash what they're trying to do as the eto well that's exactly kind of the question that comes up oh okay (laughs) and uh well so first king one of zhao is like okay so is the government like are governments and you know like these security bodies like leaving the ETO alone because they know that the only way to gain recon on our lord is to get their hands on the technology that they pass to us and that's why they've let the ETO exist oh I mean that would be that's 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 great you know that but they'll regret it ultimately because we're only gonna help the lord to defeat mankind say that last part again it's kind of just like a statement he's not really like asking a question he's Uh just like oh brilliant like you know like the cia and these like these security bodies are like letting the eto live because they know the only way of getting access to the information 
from Trisolaris is oh. to let ET the let the ETO live, but sure, you know, yeah. they're gonna regret it ultimately because we're only gonna help Trisolaris. Right. So clever. And Newton's like, yeah, and our Lord is not so clever. They don't even understand what it means to be clever. Yeah, bless them. And that's why the Lord needs us. Bless the Lord. The ETO is invaluable, and all of our comrades must know this. Like, we have not been abandoned, and they need us more than ever. Ooh, we're rallying the troops, baby. And Newton's like, well, I gotta go. My VPN is, like, not secure. Or some a lot of minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, exactly. He's like, I gotta go. And King Wen of Zhao is like, you're safe here. Like, I guarantee you're safe. Oh, okay. No one else here. And King Wen of Zhao is like, well, if that's true, then there should be more comrades gathering here next time. And so, we'll see. I prove it we'll see i guess and i'm just so glad that we're still living in the world of three body i know like, i just love that as a location it's nice to be back in the game i like i think that's one of my favorite places totally so and it's far. funny because it's virtual i know it's not even um real. and newton takes off and it's bye-bye newton and like the sun overhead moves and turns into a star and darkness comes upon the bare barren world of three body and that is the end of that section and goodbye king win until next time So now we're back with our new friend with big, mega, huge main character energy, Luoji. You might remember him from earlier as being the sociologist and astronomer who set up cosmic sociology after Ye Wenji was oh, like, yes, you might you want to put this together. Here you go. I've already done all the work. You can take all the credit. Luoji, we're about to learn, is a bit of a playboy. Ooh. He's just had some sexy time. Really? He's in a hotel. Fuck, I missed that whole part. He's laying in a bed. He's watching a really beautiful woman getting dressed after she's just had a shower. He can't really see, like, her features. Like, who she is to us is obscured by the narrator because it's not about who she is yet. We just learn that, like, there's sun raking in through the windows and she's beautifully backlit as this, like, gorgeous silhouette and he's just, like, watching her in, like, awe, basically. Luoji is kind of feeling that like heavy weight of like that afterglow induced nap you know that comes on kind of after and he's kind of thinking to himself he's like jenna no jen jen jenny he forgot her name jamie Gerald, fuck God, I have to remember what this woman's name is. What is wrong with me? Playboy. He just fully can't remember. So instead of asking her, like, hey, by the way, this was so great. Can you remind me your name? Or like, whatever. Right. Because we also, we learned that he tried that, being you know, being honest before. And it ended really, really poorly for him. And it, like, resulted in a huge scene. And he's like, I don't want to relive that again. Uh-huh. He just turned on the news instead. And he's like, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And on the news, they're carrying live coverage of this joint UN session that we saw, you know, previously in the dinner at the apartment complex. The volume is down really low. And this woman is continuing to get ready. And Luoji is just, like, staring at the TV. Like, maybe if I look at this, I won't have to acknowledge that i don't remember her name and she looks over at him and she's like you're really into that huh and he's like well yeah like i i don't mean to brag or anything but like i did invent cosmic sociology you know the sociology of aliens i'm sure you've heard of it like in case you didn't know like this has everything to do with me of course i'm taken by this oh so this is like years after that encounter yeah years after and she's like "Mm." or no it's many years no it's 
Regardless, go on. I, I don't think it matters how long it is. I think it's just like it's a long enough time that like he you established it. it. Yeah. And she's like, you're weird. But like, OK, cool. Whatever. And like, if you say so, like fully just deflating his ego. And she just continues like putting on her makeup, getting ready, only really like reading the subtitles on the screen and just like not really paying attention to Luoji. And she turns to him and she's like, what does it mean when they say escapism should be treated as harshly as the ETO? Like, what is that? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? And he was like, think of it like this. Any ship that tries to leave planet Earth for the purpose of going to another planet or leaving the solar system will be fired upon with a missile. The government will take it down. It's actually a policy that I came up with. You should know that too. <laughs> oh, shit. And she's like, you're a real sicko, you know? Like, ensuring that everybody would die if everybody can't live, like, that's kind of fucked up don't you think? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, the way you're describing all this to me, you see society as trash. So don't you think that makes you like a mega asshole? No? And I'm like, okay, go ahead, queen, standing up to this guy. She's like, I think it's time you get going. Which was kind of shady, but it was also true because the two of them- Get out of my apartment. Had plans. They're in a hotel. Get out of my hotel. They had plans to go have breakfast. Aww. So it's like, you know, they're like- She gave kind up of like, breakfast. They're kind of like play fighting. Forget that. She gave up breakfast. I could never. They're, no, no. <laughs> she hasn't given up. She's like, oh. get the fuck out of bed. We're going to breakfast. Oh. But like, it's time for you to get going my because like girl. we have plans. Yeah. So. I'm starving. She's like, okay, shut up. I want pancakes. She gets him up and at him. They go to the restaurant to their hotel breakfast. And the whole time while they're there, Luoji is like obviously engaging with her. But inadvertently, he's eavesdropping on every conversation that's happening around him. Because everything he hears is a swirl of like words in a word cloud. Where like he'll hear a wartime economy. Escapism. ETO. Socialized technology. Near Earth primary warning. Like what the fuck are all these things? While you're trying to connect with a woman that you're <laughs> trying to remember her name you know like there's yeah. a lot going on for this guy right now really fun things that all these people are talking about you know like right. sarcasm heavy on that one but like punctuated through hearing everybody else talking about how the world is like actively falling apart luoji is solidly in the middle of a breakup brunch oh she's breaking up she is mystery woman is like you know what i get it you hate escapism. You've already said you don't want kids anyway. You think it'd be irresponsible to raise them on a planet where all of this stuff is going on. Like, I get it. But you are just the kind of guy that would say all of that and buy a ticket on the escape ship anyway. Oh, shit. So I don't trust a word you say Damn. for that purpose. She called him out. So like, it is like, oh, like it is done, sealed, signed, buried. This relationship, RIP in memoriam at the Oscars. And does he hear her at uh -huh. all? Or is he like still lost in his thoughts? He hears her. And he's also like, I wish I could say your name in a sentence right now like he that's still doesn't like, remember her he name he has no idea what her name is at this damn, point damn what a playboy but it is over like both the meal and whatever was going on between luoji and this mystery chanteuse at this hotel Chanteuse. brunch situation so they get up to leave they they do say their goodbyes they're like you know i guess thanks for however long you know they have been together i'm assuming it was longer than just like a one night thanks type for the situation. sex 
But they're like, bye. And he still doesn't remember her name. But he's like, maybe we'll meet again sometime. But he was wrong. Because at that moment, are you so ready to be like annoyed at the house right now? What? So he's like, maybe we'll meet again. But he's like, "Mm -mm." the universe obviously has other plans. As she walked away from him. Oh, God. I kid you not. The timing is off. I mean, perfect. What? But awful. Luoji trips (laughs) and falls on the sidewalk. Okay. He just like fully falls down. Face plant. Embarrassing. But just down the way, closer to X boothing the way that she's walking, two vehicles on the street collided head on. And before the noise of that crash had even stopped, another car swerved to avoid the collision. It sideswiped Luoji's foot that was like literally still up in the air because he just, I mean, it's like the Matrix. Like you couldn't time any of this shit better. The car strikes Luoji's foot as it swerves around the accident that just happened. Luoji looks up and sits up and is trying to be like, what the fuck just happened? He lifts his gaze to see the body of this mystery woman being hit by the swerving (gasps) car. She's thrown limply up into the air no. like a rag doll no. over the vehicle no. and she crashes lifelessly no. back to the ground. No. He stands up and he runs over to her because he's like, oh my fuck, what just happened? Like, what? This is crazy. Oh my God. The narrator tells us that the trail of blood that her body left on its journey from being hit up into the air and back down almost looked like it had been arranged in some kind of a Chinese character. So to Luoji, he's looking at it and he's like, this is crazy. This almost looks like it should mean something. And then it hit him. Luoji remembered her name. <gasps> no! What, do we find out what it was? And that's the end of that section. We just know that he remembered. It was Karen. Doesn't that just make you sick? That's wild. Okay, and then, I mean, the, the the arc of this episode is so good because I'm going to close it all right out here. Take us home, baby. Come on home. So you remember Jang Yuan Chao? Sure do. Who was just hanging out with Dasha's mm-hmm. son, debating whether or not to buy a ticket onto yeah. the Carnival cruise ship into space. Has well, he made up his mind? He's in the hospital. Is he okay? He's okay. His daughter-in-law is about to give birth. Oh, okay. And everyone's like, oh my God. Right. And he's so excited. And it's just like, oh, my God, like she's in labor. And like, you know, it's just so exciting. And then all of a sudden, Yang Jin Wen, his friend, mm-hmm. his neighbor, uh, Yang Jin Wen comes in, the middle school teacher who he had a kind of a blowout fight with mm-hmm. at that at the dinner. dinner. Yeah. And Jang Yuan Chao sees him. He's like, OK, good. We'll pat like he's here. He wants to patch up our little squabble. Uh-huh. Like uh, perfect timing. My daughter's my, my daughter in law is about to give birth. Like, oh, it's, it's good, good to see you. Are you here to apologize to me? But he's not. Okay. Yang Jin Wen's face says otherwise. Oh, God. Okay. Yang Jin Wen drags him from the waiting room of the hospital into the hall and is like, did you already buy into that fucking escape fund? And Jang Yuan Chao. What a question. I'd be afraid to answer one way or the other. I'm right? like, can you ask me in a way that tells me what you actually need to yeah. know? Why? Yeah. <laughs> And Jing uh, Jing Yuan Chao is like, that's none of your business. Okay. And then he slams down a newspaper and says, look at this headline. Look at it. And the headline reads, special UN session, resolution 117, declares escapism illegal. No. Fuck. The article goes on to just expound upon it. 
says, in an overwhelming majority in the special session of the UN General Assembly, a resolution was passed condemning the division and turmoil that escapism has caused. Escapism has officially been deemed a crime against humanity in the eyes of international law and calls on members of every state to enact legislation that puts an end to and puts a stop to escapism. China agrees and supports you know, this statement and says that all humanity has an equal right to survive and earth is a common home of its people and we must not abandon our home. The UN literally said, you know what? We can't even bridge these gaps between people until we do something about escapism. So they said, let's make this shit illegal. Seriously. Come together right now. <laughs> Over me. And Zhang Yuan Chao is like, why are they doing this? Yeah, literally. And Yang Jinwen is like, it's, it's just, it's not about ordinary inequality. You know, forget about who gets to leave, right? The elites, or it's the people with money, or okay. if it's the normal people, if it's the lottery. Forget about who gets to go. So long as anyone gets left behind, it means the collapse of humanity. Wow. Human rights and equality have deep roots, he says. And I'm like, okay. That's, I think pretty to think so i know i was like okay because i'm like if anything i mean granted this world is fictional but i'm like if anything in the actual world tells me otherwise it's that people actively seek out ways they can trample on others human rights totally but and this is exactly what i was thinking but then he goes on to be like don't you understand inequality of survival is the worst form of inequality Hmm. he's like if anyone gets left behind humanity will extinguish itself in the resulting chaos Mm. like even before anyone leaves basically if people know that some of the people are not going to get or the majority of people are not going to get to survive yeah it's already over you have nothing to lose you're going to fucking burn down the whole world you know it's one thing to like he's kind of saying like it's one thing to feel your inequality like oh I'm not going to get to like have a bigger house sure, or like yeah. you know but but you at least have this belief that maybe one day you will but if you I know mean, for yeah. sure that like your inequality is that you won't get to live mm, yeah then what reason do you have to even let anyone live yeah and it will it will all but guarantee chaos and the collapse of all humanity and no one will survive wow and then I guess too I like I kind of had the thought I was like well I mean it kind of almost acts like that inequality only exist in this universe anyway it only acts like that equality exists because of the ideology of escapism and like ignores the fact that there were developing nations at the un that were like we want access to this technology also like everybody should have the same technology kind of thing right and kind of how the un's point was like well we can't really think about addressing that until we address escapism so maybe i guess the hope is the answer to my question is that like the hope is the un makes escapism illegal and then starts trying to like unilaterally across the planet start instituting more socialized policies by way of like access to things that people just need because i'm like if you've got a nation that's like a developing nation that doesn't have as robust of say like a healthcare system as one of the world's superpowers off the bat those two populations of people don't have survival equity right so it's like so what are you saying why are they outlawing escapism and making it like escapism is what's causing that survival equity when like if the trisolarans had never even found
around Earth, there's already survival equity on the planet. So why is escapism the thing that's taking sort of like their You think it's because they're realizing that like, it's the a human US problem. is going to monopolize and, it? Well, no, I just think they're using like humanity, like the problem of humanity and how we relate to each other. And like ultimately, whether or not a nation is like capitalistic, capitalism still plays a huge role on every major stage of every country on this planet. Because like nothing's not touched by capitalism in right. one way or another. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just, I think it's interesting that the United Nations in this story is choosing escapism, this ideology that like we should give our species a chance at getting out, making that illegal when it doesn't cover all humans and give them all the same chance of getting out when right. like on the planet Earth, not every human has the same chance of even living and existing on planet Earth. Right. Just because of where the cards may fall of where you're born. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I'm just saying it's interesting that, like, seeing governments in this universe admit that we're in wartime. Right. But then at the same time, like, declare escapism illegal. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like a weird power grab by governments of this world. Yes. I mean, right. If you know that only the U.S. and China... I'm sorry, if only the U.S. and Russia yeah. have technology developing fast enough to get, like, a group of people out of here, you're going to want to, you're going to want to say, hey, actually, this is a huge human rights violation, especially if you're another develop, if you're another first world country. But it's like, I don't understand how in this, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's like a, a clip somewhere of, of Sishin Lu talking about, it's a very specific point, maybe not, but like, maybe it exists right so I can have this answer, but I'm like, why would the United States act like it gives a fuck, like in this story? I don't know. Why would they act like they give a fuck about human rights violations when they're part of the UN Security Council when like they're not doing anything outside of this special joint session as it relates to escapism well, to address said, human rights it violations? It said the overwhelming majority. It didn't say the US. Sure. Yeah. So maybe the US voted against it. But like even still, it's like the majority of the voting members on the Security Council voted to pass it so that escapism is illegal. So I'm like, how does that make sense that, like, you've got governments, like, hemming and hawing about inequality and, like, the injustice of not being able to exist and, like, guaranteeing that humans are going to not exist? Well, also, what are the fucking repercussions of not following this resolution? Yeah. You know? Not going to be much. I don't know. The UN does have an army. And in times of extreme crisis... That army can be mobilized. Oh, and they could destroy. They have forces. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. If you like renege on your mm -hmm. promise. Like the U.S. is like, okay, okay, fine. We won't do it. Yeah. But then they still do it. But yeah, like. I'm just like, knows? what incentive do they have to listen? But that I mean, I'm sense. sure that would but lead also to like, like a mutually assured destruction kind of war scenario just on the planet. I think the U.S. would 100% still build it. Even. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. The, the U.S. The is going to say. The U.N. <laughs> great heard loud and clear thanks so much and then they're going to turn right around and be like okay we need you to move up that delivery date by about six yeah. months double the order I, I have a lot of like completely unfounded beliefs on like the united states's relationship to the un yeah and in my mind like i don't know unfounded being the keyword just a feeling Ooh. <laughs> just a feeling of like okay <laughs> Anyway, Yang Jin Wen is like, the resolution is wise. Like, the UN is absolutely right. Like, we can't have some people leave. Like, we can't allow some people. And, like, it will destroy humanity. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the best thing that, it's the best possible option. How much money did you spend to leave? Oh, no. 
immediately Jang Yuan Chao runs to get his phone and he tries to call up Shi Xiaoming, oh, no. Dasha's son, but he's unreachable. Oh no. We're sorry. He spent 400,000 yuan or $65,000 in 2015 according to the footnote. He's like, call the police. The scammer won't get away. I know where his father works. Yeah. He's like, Jang, we can find him, but your money is gone. Oh, no. He's like, what will I say to my family? Yeah. You know? I got a kid, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's a boy! And the baby is born. Talk about perfect, awful timing. And in the 30 minutes he had been waiting... 10,000 babies were born. Oh, whoa. A chorus of cries from these 10,000 babies born in those 30 minutes. Damn. Behind all of these babies was a golden age and the good times. Oh, behind them. Oh, fuck. The good times that allegedly began, according to the book, in the 80s. Yeah. And ahead of them, the arduous years that were about to unfold. Jeez. Can't wait. And that is the end of episode three. I've read this book already, but like how this book at this point is making me feel versus how I felt at this point in the three body problem. My anxiety is already like through the roof off the charts in this book, I feel like compared to the last one. Oh, totally. Just because so many different live things are happening at the same time, you know? You know what else I was thinking? What? So we never talk about this, but the name of this trilogy Mm -hmm. is Remembrance of Earth's Past. Yeah. And I was thinking about, The title of the series is set in what you could call present day. Right. Wait, sorry, what? Just the title is the only thing of this story that exists in present day. Everything inside all of the covers of the three books that make up the series called Remembrance of Earth's Past are set in the past. Right. So it's like. All lead up to the present moment, which is the title. What title? Remembrance of Earth's Past. Right. Remembrance. That's a confusing way to put it, though. No. The present? No. Is remembrance of Earth's past. The present moment is, quote, remembrance of Earth's past. Right. And everything that happens in the three-body problem, the dark forest, death's end, and ball lightning. Is all in the past. Is before just the title. Like, the title is all that exists. Right. Totally. Now. It alludes to, like, the fact that we're about to basically read... Through to the entire history of everything. Through to the entire history to the end of the existence of Earth. Uh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But what also I realize is very interesting about that title. Call me out. That's a weird way to say that. <laughs> what? What? I'm just giving oh. you shit. <laughs> That's, um... Sorry. I think I'm... That was a choice. I don't you know, said that. I don't know why. I think when Nova started chirping and then you like took off, mm-hmm. I like got very cunty. Ooh, <laughs> I, I like was that. like, "Am I hangry I or am I go, just?" I had to go reset the bird who was having like a little bit of a meltdown. I know, but then you, but then you cut off my train of thought, and then I was like, "Oh, it's my fault." Well, I think I got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. Thank you. I get mad too sometimes. <laughs> Um, and I'm aware of it, and I'm like, mm, interesting. Um, but then I can't help but be a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but then at that point, though, it feels good, right? Yeah, no, totally. You know what I mean? When I'm just like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, bitch? <laughs> Keep that in. I'm okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that I realized, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is on purpose or a coincidence uh-huh. or like no relation, but. 
You know Remembrance of Things Past by no. Marcel Proust. Mm-mm. It's a very famous oh, like from lit. seven volume yes, yes, yes. novel by French author Marcel Proust. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, the French is In Search of Lost Time, but when it was translated to English, it was Remembrance of Things Past. Wow. And I'm just like, is that a little nod to Proust? Not now. And like, if so, who translated because yeah. it's like a translation or, of the name of the actual trilogy, I mean, unless could, the trilogy is. It could be a direct translation. Like, right. You know, you never. I don't. I don't speak Chinese, so I don't. I can't, also can't read it. So that's, I don't know. That's a question for the Reddit. Yeah. But I'm not ready to ask. Yes. Yeah, but I guess I could. The Reddit mods are kind of mean. Well, no, they're not mean. They're kind of <laughs> all um, mods are. They. Uh, they. All mods are bastards. In my experience, they kind of like lord over the you know, our slash three body problem. Like it's a fiefdom. Totally. You know? And I'm like, but I'm not a serf. So why are you talking to me like that? You right? know what I mean? I'm like, totally. Who are you? Okay. Fucking overlord. Who do you think you are? We're all born naked. The rest is drag. <laughs> and with that, tune in next week for another episode of season two. We'll have another one. It's probably going to have just as many live storylines going. You know, we're all doing, you know, treat this podcast as like one of those when we get ads for how to like keep your brain sharp, you know, through all of our adult and aging years. There's like those brain teasers. Just listen to us and listen to us like haphazardly explain our way through relational diagrams of characters when you could just also be reading the book and look at the dramatist persona along with us. I used to say like living in New York keeps you sharp it's like you could either live in new york mm-hmm. or you can listen to the three body problem you can either live in new york or you can bump it to poughkeepsie you can shuffle off to buffalo <laughs> but no don't live in new york i mean if you're gonna okay but you don't need to all you have to do is tune in to radar peak From every wherever week, you are and we will keep you wherever you get your podcast sharp as a tack. and don't be afraid to get your don't be afraid and do don't not forget <laughs> and don't be afraid Oh my God, don't be afraid to get your merch. Don't be afraid to go on the internet, no. ask your mom, and see if it's okay with her, and then go to www. And don't forget, ask a parent or grown-up to allow you to go to www.shopradarpeak.com where you can get your very own official Radar Peak merch. We would love to see you in it. Yeah. Take a picture. Tag oh us. Please. We're going to start like posting on TikTok. We're moving away from Twitter. I'm gone. And I've we're moving toward. Guess I'm leaving. I'm gone. China's Da-da-da. very own TikTok. Yeah, pipe dance. But I'll be there till I die. We'll see you next week. Next week. And, and until then, send us your big of truths if you run across any. I don't know if I will. Not yeah. like I used to. But anyway. Anyway. I'm Brett. I'm Allie. It's actually Brad. <laughs> and I'm done saying words. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Season 2 of Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you pod so you never miss an episode. For exclusive content we might not have had time for, subscribe to the Patreon. Oh, and one last thing before you go. If you enjoy this series, leave a review and tell a friend about us. Join the conversation when you follow us on social media at Radar Peak Pod. See you there. <laughs>